everyone, and welcome to our 10th show of our second season. I'm Dana. And I'm Jim. Today we're in Brooklyn at Island to Island Brewery, chatting with owner Danny Oliver. Hello. But first, beer. Yes. First, <laughs> beer. Danny, welcome to the show. Thank, uh, thank you for hosting us at this lovely space. Yes. Uh, we just took a tour of the facility. We went downstairs to your brewing facility. Um, and this place is awesome. You guys definitely have to check it out. Uh, but we're going to start with the beautiful flight, uh, the rainbow of colors that you've put in front of us uh, in five glasses. Uh, you decide which way you want to go and kind of you can take it from here and uh, doing the beer profiles, ABVs, tasting notes, how you came across, how you came up with the idea. Whatever you want to tell the us recipe. about the beer. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, so I definitely would recommend going from light to dark. Because sometimes on the darker ends, you're going to get very heavy malts mm -hmm. that might coat your palate in a way that would throw it off from right. the rest of the beers. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely recommend that we start light. Mm -hmm. And going from light to dark, we have here um, Passion of the Gods, which is a chicha pulque. Excuse me? I'm I was going to say, uh, what? <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a pulque. Um, but there's corn in it okay. because every beer I make, I have to have a certain percentage of New York based ingredients right. in it. Because and you are a farm, New York farm brewery. Yes, okay. yes. And since agave doesn't grow in New York, but corn does, I decided to add corn because it's also an indigenous American produce mm -hmm. to add corn to it and make a chicha pulque. Right. Um, which is why it's nice and light and clear as opposed to traditional pulque, which is more cloudy. Okay. Um, but it's still uh, fermented with a pulque culture. So there is a bit of open fermentation that goes into the process, giving it a slightly wild kind of flavor okay. to it. Uh, next, we have Danny and Alyssa's Colorado Elixir. It's an IPL or India Pale Lager. What that means it's a really hoppy lager in the style of an IPA. Mm -hmm. uh, and in that one, we used a nice medley of hops, including Denali, um, Sterling, and New York Galena from Hop Brothers, along with wild harvested spruce tips wow. from Colorado Direct. Nice. Um, and that is with a collaboration with Southern Beer Girl at Jagged Mountain. Okay. Uh, the third one we have here is, from, is near and dear to my heart. This is my graduation beer. Uh, last year, I did a lager with Doug from Bitter Nesters, and that was kind of like my evaluation for my dissertation <laughs> okay. um, with my advisor. And then this year, I got to brew this Vienna lager with John, his partner, kind of like to see, hey, where am I at? Have yeah. I evolved or not? Am I crazy for doing this? Do I belong in the beer world? And I think he gives me a thumbs up because he's coming tonight awesome. to the graduation nice. ceremony. So nice. Awesome. this is a classic by-the-book Vienna lager. Um, it's it, it's just classic clean lager mm -hmm. um it's called diviner's textbook because it's by the book nice. uh the next one we have is a common lager it's a california common called uh, goddess khalifa who is queen of the blacks uh, the indigenous indians of california and uh it's a it's a brownish almost like a brown ale kind of color um, to the, the lager itself with a little bit of chocolate malt in it, but the uniqueness of it is um, the corn and the honey that we put in it. Nice. So we put corn and honey and actual candy corn in it. Gourmet kind, of course. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, like the Halloween candy? <laughs> yeah, like the Halloween candy. That's awesome. uh, I, I took my time to source a really good candy corn with good ingredients that I would stand behind and let my daughter put in her mouth. Mm -hmm. um, and it's in the common style, so it's brewed at a high, it's fermented at a higher temperature than okay. most lagers. Okay. So it's, it's close like to an ale, like ale okay. temperatures. Okay. But it's a lager yeast. We do keep it on the low end of the lager temperatures. Okay. okay. But it does give off a little bit of a kind of funkiness to the lagers because of how we stress the yeast in Got the it. fermentation process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The yeast are so a lot more active, mm -hmm. which is why we added so much sweetness to it so that it will retain that sweetness in the finished product. And then last but not least, we have a collaboration with Dirty Jobs Brewing in Texas um, with Derek, who actually took one of his beers, had it distilled, and then took his own vanilla and infused it in that distillate. Mm -hmm. So remember I was telling you that beer becomes whiskey? Mm -hmm. Yes. So it was the moonshine before it got um, barrel-aged. Okay. Wow. He put the vanilla in it, and it's been sitting and soaking in there, and we basically inoculated the beer 
with that okay. distillate. So he, his hand has physically gone into the beer yeah. at a remote distance through this right. product. Right. Uh, it's smoky. It's very Texas barbecue-y. Uh, it's got a little bit of cinnamon in there. Brandon, you said, what, it, what did you get from that one? I like what you said. Oh. From the Dunkel. Oh, uh, the Dunkel. Um, maltiness, the cinnamon, sugars, uh, oh, what else? It, Putting him on the spot, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I hadn't gotten to re, uh, doing all the tasting notes. <laughs> um, but it's nice, smooth. It really coats the palate and with a, a sweetness and um, like a warming, uh, a warmingness of a dunkel. Uh, yeah. Most dunkels are like just traditional dark malt. Right, uh, right. And this has like uh, like a smooth vanilla um, and sweetness to it that uh, that kind of take, instead of all that dark malt, you have like a more uh, sugar forward um, and more medium malt. Gotcha. Very exciting. So let's try the first one. All right, sure and we'll, we'll start chatting. Cheers. 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 Look at your cute little glass over there. <laughs> Passion of the God. Wow. That's really I did not know what to expect. That's really good. There's like layers of flavor in there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on. Because mm-hmm. you look at it, like, oh, it looks light and easy. And... Mm-hmm. No, ma'am. There's yeah. a lot going on. It's delicious. The color is very misleading. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a wine. It looks, yeah. yeah. It tastes like it's good for me in the best of ways. Not like, ew, but like, I like healthy things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. this is great. Yeah. I would. You're what's the ABV on this? Seven. I was going to say, yeah, it's that's probably scary. sneaky. That's scary. Let me write that down. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I some knew of, it. I knew that. My easiest drinking beers are high alcohol. It's so opposite of how it normally is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That means you're very talented because oh. most people, like when you have something, not that it's super boozy, but if it's kind of boozy, you smell it off the bat, mm-hmm. you sip it, you're like, oh, there's a lot of alcohol in here, but you've uh, mastered it. That's, that's a talent. Thank you. And it tastes Thank you good. Much. It's really good. I, I have to attribute that to my ancestors who, so in, the, in Central America and the Caribbean, mm-hmm. we, we brew what we call wines, right? And by U.S. law, they're, they're technically beers, okay. um, but we call them wines. And I guess that I picked up something from them <laughs> that allowed me. So I, I, can't like, I can't take all the credit for it. it. It was taught to me and handed down to me from my ancestors. That's interesting. That's very cool. Like you were how old when you learned this? I've just been watching it ever since I was little. It's gotcha. always been happening. My great grandmother had her own farm. She uh, was a moonshiner. She ran contraband around the around Central America and the islands. So we can do a podcast like... with some grandma. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so where where is your family from originally? So uh, we are from uh, Trinidad, Saint Martin, DR, Anguilla, uh, Saint Vincent, Saint Thomas. Wow. We're, we're voyagers. Yeah. We're from all over. Okay. But you America. were born in Queens or moved to Queens when so you were younger? I was born in Queens. Okay. I'm born in the U.S. Yes. Legally a U.S. citizen. <laughs> <laughs> like, had, um, had to add that. <laughs> Never but, know nowadays. Um, you know, when you're raised by wolves, you become a wolf. Mm-hmm. And so my mother, when I was young, took me back and forth to St. Martin mm-hmm. and to Trinidad to meet family and to, to spend summers there. And, mm-hmm. you know, so my time as a kid, my fondest memories are in St. Martin, playing in the dirt, playing with rocks, climbing mm-hmm. trees, playing in my, gar- my grandmother's garden, bathing outside in the sun in a bath pan, mm-hmm. drinking tea that just came from a bush. We call it bush tea. I don't know yeah. what bush it is. Just, <laughs> get some bushes and come drink this thing. Like, okay, cool. What is it? Bush tea. Okay. Can you tell me what it is now, mom? I don't know. It's just a bush from the yard. Like, okay. <laughs> sell bush from the yard nobody's gonna um, buy that yeah exactly i need to know what it is and look it up and tell people the properties um but it's something that i just watched yeah. even up to the, like when i was 19 years old um i went and visited family in, in trinidad and uh my aunts and cousins we sat outside on the porch cutting sorrel mm-hmm. and we were just cutting the fruit off of the seed no one told me that I needed gloves, so I got prickles all in my fingers. Uh. And she took the sorrel, the fresh sorrel, and she made juice, and she gave us some. And then she put what she said, yeast in it. And I'm like, okay, what's yeast? But she put it in there, she made yeast. Right, right. But the accent didn't come through to me. Um, and then she put it to the side, and a few days, we had this boozy, bubbly beverage. And I was like, 
this is magic. What yeah, did you just yeah, do? Yeah. Like, that was the first time that I actually realized what was happening with the with the preservation of the harvest mm-hmm. that my aunts were doing. Mm-hmm. And then I went and saw another aunt, and she had pineapple wine sitting up on the cabinet. She, I was like, what is that? She's like, yeah, that's pineapple wine. Uh, in Mexico, we call it tapache. Uh-huh. In the east, in Trinidad, we call it pineapple wine. She's like, yeah, it's just it's just been sitting there. I'm like, what the heck? What wow. is going on? That's amazing. So I've been watching this yeah. happen. My great-grandmothers were doing it. But it wasn't talked about like it was a thing. Right. right? Bottle swaps was just life. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're traveling, you bring a bottle of your own stuff to someone else's house. Mm-hmm. Today we call it bottle swaps, mm-hmm. can swaps, mm-hmm. trades. Mm-hmm. But that's just... That was just regular old hospitality. If right. you didn't do that, there was something wrong with you. So, <laughs> so there was no point in time where I learned it. It was just, this it, is life. Innate, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was ingrained in you since from a really young age. Yeah. That's interesting. So I read, this could be totally wrong, that you started making juices and all this while you were pregnant. Mm-hmm. And you felt left out, like not having, like drinking with everybody else and you said you know what nobody has it I'm gonna make it for myself yep. is that pretty much how this started That's pretty much how it started um, I got pregnant I was sick when I was a kid a lot because my family was feeding me food that they had grown up on mm-hmm. and they didn't know what was happening in America with the food okay how they would be it was being tainted right you needed so some of that bush tea yeah <laughs> and, and the thing is whenever we went back home and had bush tea we were perfectly fine it's like the yeah. first thing you did you're getting a clean out like, yeah yeah, you yeah. Did clean outs regularly so detox yeah it wasn't something I learned when I got to the juicing world it was just something we always did mm-hmm. you sat down you got some Epsom salt you got some bush tea you got some castor oil Whatever it was they were going to give you, you got to clean out every mm-hmm. so often. So detoxes were normal. Right. Um, but I was still sick, and I, I, and I wasn't doing, like, the clean outs when I was an adult mm-hmm. because they didn't explain it to you. It was just like, right. this is the time to sit down and do the thing. Right. Um, so I needed to, like, fix myself because I had gotten pregnant, and I didn't want my daughter to be sick the way I was. Mm-hmm. So I started to teach myself about the American food system, teach myself about eating off the land, eating mm-hmm. with the seasons. Mm-hmm. Family thought I was crazy. <laughs> but then it started to jog their memories. I was going to say, but family did. did this, yeah, so they, they just forgot. That. So what happened was um, they, they grew up what they called poor. So when they came here, they're like, we have everything. We can get access to anything. Now we're rich. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but we were richer before right. when we were healthy and not right. sick right. than we are now where we literally have to go to work and slave for food. Before mm-hmm. you just go outside, you pick a mango, you got a mango. You're walking down the street mm-hmm. picking mangoes. Like, that's the stories my dad told me. Going mm-hmm. down the street, stealing people's mangoes from the yard. <laughs> like, now I got to spend $5 for a mango? That's right. crazy. How you over on the and sidewalk, if you want right? to be organic, so you spend more than that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So they, their memory started to jog, and they started to throw away these ideas of poverty from living off the land. Mm-hmm. And um, I was juicing. I was making kombuchas and mm-hmm. juns and giving it to them. And everybody's health started to get better. Wow. Even down to the dog. <laughs> the dog got <laughs> where his like his back legs went out and he couldn't walk and we started feeding him like the the spirulina and the msm and giving him the things we were taking in our smoothies and in six weeks he was walking are you serious yep they told us to put him down or give him surgery or steroids and six weeks of putting him on that so i was healing my body i was healing my family i was making sure that my pregnancy was healthy Mm -hmm. without intervention Mm -hmm. no doctors no hospitals Mm -hmm. none of that and slowly it started to evolve and part of that evolution was being bounced from places like mm-hmm. not being welcomed with a nursing baby not being welcomed right. with a belly you right. know, people looking at you sideways they want right. to touch you right oh congratulations yeah they touch you yeah but they don't want to welcome you in. <laughs> right. and i looked at it and i was like well why is this why am i alienated from society mm-hmm. just because i'm building the future right that's not right right and then then you go out places and like I went out for the first time without my baby and I wanted a whiskey ginger and mm-hmm. the menu said ginger and I'm like, oh yes, they've got fresh ginger juice. And I had this tall glass of ginger ale. Uh-huh. I was like, ew, yes. I know what ginger Super ale is. Super sweet, yeah, nasty, yeah. high fructose corn syrup, mm-hmm. caramel flavor and water mm-hmm. with bubbles. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I wanted the ginger. Right. And so it, was, it occurred to me that like no one is going to produce a real product unless you put it out there because you want it you feel alienated so why not do it right and so that's 
why this looks like an apothecary. Yep. Because no matter who you are, no matter what age you are, you are welcome to come, sit down and have a drink, and no one has to know what's in your glass. Mm -hmm. The glass looks the same, the liquid looks the same, it's crafted oh, just the that. same. It's yes. just, does yours have alcohol? Right. Or not? Like, you don't know what I'm drinking. Right, right, right. Oh. I love that glass. Yeah. Uh, let's try number two, as we still talk. Okay, yeah. Colorado Elixir. Cheers, Bill. This is so much fun. <laughs> IPLs. Okay, this brings me to something else I read. Mm -hmm. You love sours, hate IPAs. Yes. <laughs> I'm a hophead. And I read all these things. I was like, mm, I don't know about this conversation. <laughs> yeah, so Everybody has it's, a, it's a trend right yeah. now. It's a fad. And people, so people think that beer, so people think that the options to drinking is beer, cider, wine, IPA. Right. They don't realize that IPA is a beer. And right. so people should be like, what IPA you got? Yeah. And it's like, okay, I got this IPA. They don't even care what it is. Right. They don't care what style it is. They don't care how it's made. Right. They don't care if it's made well. It's just because it's like the title IPA. Right. Then they want it. And then people will complain and say, oh, this IPA isn't happy enough. But it's an IPA. Right. What you want is a, is a hot bomb or right. what they call juice bombs right. on Instagram. Right. And so there's a lot of hype around the letters IPA. And I think that that hype is um, it's separating people from the world of beer. So there are a lot of I people can see who that. don't like the taste of beer. Yeah. And so if all they know is the IPAs, they're getting this hoppy, right. overly bitter. Right. Um, a lot of people who come in here complain about hop headaches because oh. people will just put like hop oils Thank in God there. I've never had that. And they're just like, I'm sipping on one, try a second one, and they just, they can't. Mm. Like I've gone to a brewery before and got an IPA flight and I literally like tasted each did another one and my head was spinning. I was like, I can't. So you had an IPA flight, did they each taste the same? Cause I've seen like a lot of places, like you said, it's the fad right now. People just push them out. They don't really care about the product. Yeah. Those are the ones I don't like. Yeah. I like like breweries that actually care about the product and all that. But I, I have seen like you have an IPA, it's like, it's piney. That's all I got. Yeah. Yeah, those are gross. Yeah. And I've only tried IPA. So besides the IPAs that I make, which I intently make different, um, I've only tried one brewery that had IPAs that one was different from the other. Really? They all looked alike, but I can say they were distinctly yeah. different. And I was just like, okay. What brewery was that? Uh, I don't want to say. Okay. <laughs> You'll tell us after. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say there's one brewery okay. that has done it. That's huge, um, though. Okay. But yeah. Um, and I do, I do like Dogfish Head's um, 120 Minute. Okay. That is my favorite. Okay. Uh, next to the um, Calypso IPA. Um, that my partner actually made the recipe for. Okay. And that's the one that's the West Indian pale ale style. So okay. it's got the bitterness at the front, mm -hmm. but it finishes sweet. Okay. So I, I like that because it's like an intro mm -hmm. to IPAs. Gotcha. So yeah. can you go over this IPL that we're having right now and kind of how you came up with the recipe for that? Yeah, so that is a collaboration with Southern Beer Girl in Colorado. And basically to do the collaboration, we sat down and thought about ingredients that were really important to us and how we can put them together in a balanced way. Mm -hmm. And it was really important for her to showcase Colorado, camping in the mountains, getting the smells and the aromas mm -hmm. of camping. Mm -hmm. So you got the pine, you got the spruce, and we did like a nice uh, hop bouquet mm -hmm. with it so that all that nature that you can pick up all at one time is now blended into the beer. That's so thoughtful. And um, for me, it was keeping the New York ingredients in mm -hmm. there as well. So mm -hmm. like the Galena um, hops in there is really important for me because not only do you get nature, but it's something that came directly from New York, from mm -hmm. a farm where I know the brothers oh, wow. who, who grew the, the hops themselves. Wow. Yeah. Now, how'd you meet the Colorado contact? Internet. Okay. Yeah, Instagram is yeah. a wonderful tool to So kind of how we, we all met. Exactly, yes. exactly, exactly. So... Uh, Danny ended up liking one of our posts from our one of our latest podcasts, mm -hmm. um, and then we started sending direct messages back together, seeing mm -hmm. if we could link up, and we were able to schedule within like less than a week yeah. of coming here and, and meeting you and getting to tour this awesome. He mentioned you, and I looked it up. I was like, "It's a black woman. When can we go? <laughs> Get her on the schedule." <laughs> We are going to Brooklyn. <laughs> well, I'm so glad that you guys are able to get here, especially in the time frame, because I'm on a plane, 6 a.m. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this brings me back to something I've been waiting to talk about. 
your we families from the islands. <laughs> you grew up in Queens. I knew that because I looked that up. But then you said you live in Texas. Yes. Huh? <laughs> your business is here. Explain that yeah, to me. <laughs> so a lot of people are like, well, who's going to run the business? Well, if it's a good business, it should run itself. Right. Um, that is difficult. I, I can say that's not an easy thing to do mm-hmm. um, for various reasons um, that I probably shouldn't get into. Uh, but I had to move to Texas because people ask, like, how'd you get this space? Like, why did you choose this space? And I didn't choose this space. Mm -hmm. This is New York. You don't have a choice. You either have money and you make decisions or you're literally begging. And in the process of trying to find the space, I encountered every single ism that you can imagine. Sexism, Mm -hmm. racism, ageism, straight up misogyny. People won't shake my hands. Just all of it. Like, Mm -hmm. you're you're too young. You can't do this. All of that. Yeah. And so I finally found a landlord, which literally, you know, pushed back time on getting started, mm-hmm. who wanted something other than what you see around barbershops mm-hmm. and churches. Right. He wanted something different. Yes. And so he took us in. Mm-hmm. But the space is limited and I can't grow. Right. Like, I was ready to move to a five-barrel system. I couldn't. Yeah. Because I literally can't get the tanks inside. Right. The floors can't support it upstairs. Mm-hmm. And then we would give up community space mm-hmm. to have that. And so had to expand and Texas has got the space okay but not only the space it's got the people who are interested in what I'm doing ever since I started here in New York I've been like educated and selling and pushing and trying to convince yeah. people drink for your health yeah have beer with fruits in it it's gonna yeah. taste better for those who don't like the bitter beers right and it's always trying to convince people and I kind of feel like a, a used car salesman trying That's to exhausting. convince you of this thing yeah it is very exhausting and when I started visiting Texas I was walking into my brewery every time I stepped into another brewery. Like, Hot Fusion, I was like, oh my God, yeah. this is Island to Island. You got fruit beers on, it's just going down yeah. the list of fruits. And not fruit aromas from the hops, mm-hmm. but actual fruit in the beer. Yeah. And then they've got kombucha, and they've got a whole non-alcoholic on tap menu because one of the brewers brings his son in on the weekends, and his son needs to drink something. Wow. I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> With is, my people. And then the, the collective brewery down in Texas as well. Like, they're totally experimental uh, in the beers that they're putting out. They have, like, a ramen beer. And they put out a Peeps beer with glitter in Wait, it. Wait, how do you make a ramen beer? You use the ramen noodles. What? Yeah. Is it the juice from, like, if you steep the noodles so in it? or it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know their exact process. Right. But it's ramen. And it's got the umami flavor to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I had it and enjoyed it. Wow. Um, and then there's Dirty Jobs Brewing who made a shake and bake beer. And it's crazy <laughs> because I'm like, I want to put garlic in a beer because I wanted to make something super medicinal yeah. for like the flu. Like, how can you have your beer and cure the flu at the same time? Oh Can't use the word cure. Um, and he made a shake and bake beer mm-hmm. that has a little bit of garlic in it. And I was like, yes. And then he has recipes that are similar to recipes of my own. Mm-hmm. And so I went and I specifically tasted it. And I'm like, oh my God, Derek, we're brewing the same beers. Yeah. We brewed a tamarind beer at the same time. We brewed a spicy mango beer that tastes exactly Ooh, the same. Spicy and that's mango. hard to do. Like if I Very brew a beer do, and yeah. you brew a beer, yeah. it's going to taste completely different Absolutely. if we use the same ingredients. Right. And then we have beers that taste alike. We're like, okay, we've got to collaborate. Yeah. We yeah. have to. And so I go to Texas and I'm at home while being a visitor. Yeah. So I'm like, what am I doing in New York? Where that I'm makes like sense. Fighting. Yeah. At every corner. Yeah. And I homeschool my kids, and that's difficult in New York. And I'm not trying to put New York down, but for my lifestyle and yeah. for my business and what I'm trying to do, it, I I need a space like Texas that's independent, that's open, there's room to grow, and I just need to give people what they already are looking for. Right. Whereas New York, they're looking to bring things in. Right. So maybe I'll be accepted more in New York. Once they get going to Texas. And like you said, there's already a community there for you in Texas, which has to be an amazing feeling. Yes, it is. Like you're not dealing with all the isms. People are like, oh, no, come. Let's do this together. That's got to be like, yay, finally. Exactly. And people were shocked by that. They're like, Texas? Isn't it racist? Well, I'm from Louisiana, so my (laughs) my thought was Texas. but Yeah. It's I not. Whatever it. we were taught in the it. north about Texas, it's not the case. It's the complete opposite. And I'm not saying there aren't pockets. I was going to say, depend, like, Austin is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's just different areas that are yeah. up and coming and young and just wonderful. Yeah. But then people don't realize how segregated and racist New York is. Oh, yeah. You know, it's as diverse as it is. Yes. Yeah. It's ex- You can walk through, or not walk, you drive through New York City, 
and you're literally in a different country. Yeah. For each neighborhood. Yes. And it's so closed. Yes. And it's it's alienating. Yes. In a in a tight space. Mm-hmm. And can you imagine feeling like this? Right. And not welcome to step outside of that. Right. It's just it's yeah. too much. Yeah. Okay. Now I understand. <laughs> <laughs> in Texas, I have defined the word peace. That's a beautiful thing. Beautiful. So what's the setup for you down there? Do you have a brew facility? Are you just collaborating with people who already have brew facilities? Where are those collaboration beers going into? And if there's in anything Texas? you don't want to tell us, that's fine. Yeah. If we're asking too much, we get a little nosy. No, that's okay. It's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm an open book. I'm okay. Here to answer all those questions. So to answer your question, I have been on maternity leave for the last six, six months. Okay. I gave birth to my son on the way down from New York, Texas. And so I've been on maternity leave, and this is wait. My what you mean on the way down, wait, like on the, the flight? Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> we were driving. That's a cool story. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. he's been traveling his whole life. Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so I've been on maternity leave, just like taking time. Like I spoke with Barrett Tillman, a black man brew, and as soon as I got down, I'm Barrett. I'm here. Let's go. Let's do stuff. He was like, No, Danny. <laughs> you need to stop. You need to write. Take care of your family. Take care of your family. I'm going to be here. Like, take your time. Think about the future. Don't mm-hmm. just jump into it. So he's been kind of, like, coaching me on how to slow down and not be, like, first to market on everything. Because, right. you know, I've been pioneering too long. I don't want to pioneer anymore. Yeah. I just want to yeah. be. Yeah. Um, so this is my first. I've been back every month. Okay. But this is my first official year off maternity leave. Leave the baby alone. Go to work. Nice. Um, so in terms of the setup that we have there, not much is done yet. I've been building relationships, letting people know that we're there. We're part of the guild. So we're officially a brewery and planning in Texas. Um, but I have not heard anyone's story that wasn't at least a year and a half, two years, to four years before starting. Oh, wow. So it's okay. like you put one foot in front of the other, yeah. and people set dates, but everyone can tell you in the industry that you set a date, it means nothing. Yeah. It's just like what you tell people so they stop hounding you. Right. <laughs> when are you opening this date? Yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah, and then when it doesn't come, they're like, I thought, and it's like, oh, yeah, we had this. What happened was. <laughs> and you never know what's going what's yeah. gonna, to what's gonna happen. Like, there's a brewery down in Texas where... They were open and running, and then the city came in and was like, you're illegal, you can't be here. And they oh. had to petition the community, they had to petition the city, they had to petition a whole bunch of boards. That's ridiculous, and because they, they clearly did all the things they were supposed to do to, to open. open. Yep. Mm, that's shady. Yep. So it's like, you never know what's going to come up because the laws are so convoluted. Yeah. And really, the whole brewing and distilling industry has been set up for like... You know, from long time ago, from right. like the super rich, like people who were having monopolies once upon a time. Mm-hmm. So, like, who could get into it? Right. So now that the little guys are able to do it, not just for hobby or for family, but mm-hmm. for profit. Right. Now it's like, well, what can you do? What can you traverse? You know, right. In one part of Fort Worth, you can just sell your beers in a brew pub. In another part, like Mansfield, you need to have food. Right. So it's all, all of it's different. Even mm-hmm. in New York, people are like, what are you doing with this farm brewery license? Why do you have liquor here? Well, I have the privilege of celebrating other people yeah. and helping to draw people into my space to try my beers. Because mm-hmm. if I just had beers in Flatbush, no one would come in. They'd right. be like, what the heck is that? It's not right. Heineken. Right. It's not Stag. Right. It's not, not Guinness. Right. Right. It's not Presidente. Right. So, yeah. You know, that's why I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. So now if I could say, oh, have a vodka, and then, like, taste this beer. Right, right. That's yeah. how you get them. Yeah. But so, most stories take, like, two to four years to get running. So who steers this ship while you are in Texas? Uh, so we have a taproom manager, and we have a cellarman, and both are involved in selling the beers direct mm-hmm. to the, the customers. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to hire bartenders for a long time, but I came to a realization that bartenders don't, uh, how should I put this in a positive way? I can say it. I already mm-hmm. know. They don't care about your product. They're just here to make money. Their tips and leave. Yeah. I know. She's a bartender. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not that kind of bartender. Yeah. Like, yeah. I studied from the time I was 18 years old to be a mixologist. Yes. yes. And because I wanted to bring bar culture back to this sort of camaraderie mm-hmm. feeling and experience mm-hmm. rather than standing on kegs getting drunk. Yes. Um, which I'm is what you. I was experiencing with people in college. Like, yeah. they just want to get drunk. I'm like, why can't we sit down and chill and vibe and talk, right? Why, why can't we do that? Why is it about getting blacked out drunk? Um, so I started studying mixology and I found it really difficult to find someone like me or interested as me. And so I've now started a new program where I'm training cellarmen 
So if you're interested in working within the brewery, you got to be a cellarman first. Mm -hmm. You got to know the beers. You have to have an intimate relationship mm -hmm. with the beers, with the tanks, with the cleaning process. Mm -hmm. Like when you come up here to sell beer, in your mind is all the cleaning that you had to do to mm -hmm. make sure that beer mm -hmm. was safe. All the work that you had to do to transfer the beer from the from the bright tank to the keg. All of that is in your mind, all of that is your story. And then you can speak to the customer differently Absolutely. because now it's your product, right? You're it's, passionate it's about your it, you passion. care about it. Yeah. yeah. And then I also let people come up with recipes. I think that it's important That's to great. let people have an opportunity to express themselves and be a part of the story. It's not just about me. That's like a college course. You know what I mean? <laughs> Somebody works here and they learn all that and they go anywhere else. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. You're giving them so much knowledge that you don't find anywhere else. Yeah. That, that's that's great. also a side effect, too, that I do all that training and then they go to they the leave. places. They leave. Right. No, I get yeah. it. Yeah. But that's Number part three. of the risk that you take being in business. Absolutely. That's okay. We'll move on to your nickname, uh, Graduation Deanna Lager. Bring a stool. We have another guest. <laughs> Danny, you want to introduce uh, another guest here? So this is Brandon. Uh, Beaumont runs the world. Black beer travelers. <laughs> runs the world. I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He is a traveler of beer and a promoter of the community of beer and making sure that it is diverse and that those who the camera aren't pointed at have a voice and are seen and heard. And he's doing it for the culture. He's doing it for um, diversity. Yep, and just for the fun of seeing everybody builds connections um, that weren't naturally there or they weren't aware of. How long have you been doing that? Because um, you seem super young. Oh, so I a compliment because I'm getting old. I kind of started doing that the second I, I learned craft beer existed. Okay. Uh, so I learned craft beer existed and then I came back and I wanted to introduce everybody uh, that I knew didn't know craft beer existed yeah. to it and so from there it was literally girlfriend best friend fraternity brothers uh uh all of which from diverse backgrounds that mm -hmm. were only presented with like the the four domestics the heinekens the thing that like the stellas the i was just gonna ask butt. you what were you drinking pre craft um, beer uh, natty ice like what were you, what were you uh, rolling with i was predominantly on liquor Oh, okay. Um, All right. No, straight, okay. Straight to it. Like, okay. I, I, I was drinking liquor, mixing up martinis, mixed drinks, and so forth. Okay. And if anything, there would be a Heineken that that popped up here and there. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I learned the Belgian. Then I learned the sours. Then yeah. Like the IPA styles, porters, uh, saison. Sa uh, the whole this, new world is yes, opened up. Rouse. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so once I got into that, it was just like okay. Uh, I want to experience this everywhere in the world, and I want to like get other people to also experience experience this. So I was inviting everybody to mm -hmm. like various um, beer festivals, like mm -hmm. Extreme Beer Fest in Boston, to like Wake Fest in Miami. To, wow, you were getting around. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I, I pretty much have been around the world and drank beers everywhere I've been. Um, and try to get someone else to drink it with me. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so where are you based out of? Uh, San Diego. Okay, cool. San Diego. I moved to San Diego a little bit over three years ago. Um, prior to that, it was like Orlando. Prior to that, it was like Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Okay. Prior to that, it was D.C. for Howard. Okay. Yeah, so. Howard, yes, nice. Yes, yes, yes. A lot of friends went to Howard. Yes. Yeah, so, so San Diego has a great craft beer scene from what yeah, I hear. Yeah, yeah, like. When I got an offer to move to San Diego, I was like, well, they have good beer. Um, I'm getting a promotion and- The weather's nice. The weather's nice. <laughs> and I'm gonna live downtown. So, well, yeah, San Diego is, is the place to go. That's so, great. Yeah, so I, I, I'm loving it and it's a great port um, to be able to just travel from. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you too, Matt. Instagram. 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 Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. I, I feel like we're giving the Instagram a lot of promotion today. <laughs> um, so I, Graham, I what's, your, what's your IG handle for our listeners? Uh, Blackbeard Travelers um, is the main one for uh, like showcasing diversity and adventure and craft. And then I have like two others, my personal, which is across 113th Street. I play on Bobby Womack. Um, and then... Uh, <laughs> <I love> <laughs> And then uh, my like photography page is uh, Beaumont Runs the Globe, which is 
what I also like to do. Um, like yourself, I like to run. Yeah. Um, and so, like, run the globe actually has, like, multiple meanings. Like, I, I've done my first half marathon was in Abu Dhabi. Wow. And then... What? <laughs> <laughs> that I didn't know. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And then um, my PR is actually in um, Brescia, Italy. Uh, at like one forty-five or forty-seven, something like that. Um, you are fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that's what I would like to do. I like to travel. I, I like to run and like to try the beer. So like the beer, the introductory to the culture, mm-hmm. the running allows me to see like a city or an area mm-hmm. in a small amount of time, and and then I just kind of wow. imbibe it all. So how long are you in New York for this trip? Uh, until tomorrow night. Literally okay. landed this morning, came straight here, and started started work. Cool. We lucked out. Awesome. For real. <laughs> <laughs> this is Amazing. Two for one. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. I was attracted to Brandon um, from his handles because I started traveling at a time where it wasn't cool for Brown people to travel. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, what are you doing? That's what, you know, that's yeah. what other people do. Right. And I went on semester at sea, and I got to travel the world in 104 days. I went to 10 countries. I started in my own country, which made it 12, because I went to Trinidad first, and yeah. then I went to the Bahamas, where I have a lot of family who actually own like hotels and stuff like that. So you and went so, to Baruch, but you did that semester at sea through UPIT? So or? I went to Arcadia University. Okay. Then I did study abroad with uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, UPenn. You, okay. Yeah, and then uh, that was for semester. Oh, it was UPenn. I thought yeah. it was Pittsburgh. Okay. Was it Pittsburgh? I can't remember. It was Pittsburgh. You're right. Okay. It was Pittsburgh at the time. And then they notes. switched to Virginia. We did some research. Yeah, yeah. and then they switched to Virginia <laughs> um, State. But yeah, it was Pittsburgh University at the time. Okay. I, I mixed up with the other one because I wanted to go to other school originally. So <laughs> how many different countries, and what was your favorite country? So for the whole trip, trip, it was 12 countries. Okay. With semester C, it was 10 countries. I went to Trinidad, connected with family. I went to Bahamas to get on the boat. Then we went to Cuba, Brazil, South Africa, uh, Tanzania, and Kenya. Then we went to uh, India. Then we did Vietnam, Hong Kong, and South Korea. Oh, and then Japan, so there was more. Wow. Yeah, then we did Kyoto for a week. It was the shortest time that we spent anywhere. It was like we were Kyoto for four days in Japan. And then we finished wow. in Seattle on the West Coast. So Beautiful it was my city. first trip. So yeah. was, yes, I yeah. love it. Very traditional <laughs> city. And I got to go to America Mora as well. So I got to see two sides of Japan. Yeah. America Mora where it's like people got locks in their hair and they listen to reggae music and they got the Harajuku and everyone wants to take pictures with you. Wow. And then, um, and then I ended up in Seattle, um, Washington, because that was where we ended. So it was my first trip to the West Coast wow. of the U.S. And so I got to literally travel the world. Yep. Through sailing, not through running. Yeah. <laughs> I drank beer in every single country that I went to. Yeah. And again, it wasn't a thing. It wasn't a thing for me to like try to drink beer in every yeah. country. It was just what I did. It was like, right. what do you have? Let right. me have what's local. Right. Let me get that experience. And everyone thought I was crazy. There was no social media. There was no Instagram. Right. There was no digital cameras. Yeah. Did you so do all my a diary or film. anything of the whole trip? I did, it? but it's like clipping. So all of it is bulky. Like, yeah. you know, it's not. I started to like type up my story, but then my computer died while I was on the trip. There was no internet. Right. It was like twenty dollars a minute for like satellite internet yeah, nah, at the time. Nah. So I have like snail mail letters that I shared with friends, and like my cousin still has a letter. Okay. An ex best friend still has a letter. So it's really like the old way of doing things. Yeah. And I'm glad that I did that because it's a unique experience that you know I will always have here. Yeah. Um, but it was at a time where, again, I was ahead of my time. Mm-hmm. I was like one of six people of color on the entire ship if Oof. they weren't in service positions. Right, right, um, right, right, so right, right, right. So I was very much alone. So now to see Brandon doing that, traveling, going around, having beer, having a local experience, I'm like, this is a man after my own heart. Yeah. And now we can connect. I have to. So I hit him up and I was like, so if I sent you a plane ticket, would you come? Mind you, this was a conversation at like like two two two, two a.m. my time. <laughs> so I'm like, it had to be like five five over here, and I was just like, huh? You know what? Hey, if this works out, I'm in. Like, <laughs> like it's New York. Like I know the East Coast. Like New York is a, a 
one of my mini homes just just drop me down in the city. I'll, 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 I'll figure I'll, it out. Yeah, like, I'm not to be an axe murderer. Yeah, like I'm good. So I was like, I'm I'm in. I thought it'd be a great opportunity and um, really showcase like how how one can diversify their palate yeah. through craft beer and pairing it with like 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 the culture and like the jerk wings and the story behind it all so speaking of jerk wings you want to tell us about your event going on today yeah Yeah. so it's new york city beer week Mm -hmm. and i am hosting the only diverse event in all of new york city beer week it's a lager and jerk wing fest and i annually have a jerk wing festival last year i did ipas um, including a non-alcoholic IPA. This year, I said, let me take it back to the classics because in Central America, our experience with beer is mainly lagers. Mm-hmm. So as long as anyone can remember commercial beer right. in, the, in the islands is a lager. Right. So I'm taking it back to the classics, but all the lagers are the same. They're all clear, they're all light. It's like, just has a different label on it. Mm-hmm. So I said, let's dive into lagers and explore them. Mm-hmm. And let's explore them while pairing it with everybody's favorite jerk wings. Like if we have jerk wings at an event, it's definitely a sold out event. Uh, it's a Trinidadian recipe, so it's not Jamaican jerk, it's Trinidadian oh, jerk okay. wings. It's very okay. different. Have to make the distinction, it's beer battered. Uh, for a long time, uh, my husband was making it with other people's beer. Mm-hmm. And so the first year that he got to make uh, it with beer that he made himself, yeah. it was it was like a really, it was like a, I don't know what the word is, like yeah. I can't describe it yeah. vocally, but right. it's like, Everything where your body like lights up, you're right. excited, you're warm, you're proud, like yeah. you know your baby's coming. Yeah. It's your wedding yeah. day. Like that was the emotions that he was expressing when he was able to work with his own product and his own recipe mm-hmm. and then showcase it to mm-hmm. the world. I feel bad for the listeners because they can't smell what we're smelling. It as yes, soon as we smell. opened the door, I was like, I smell chicken, and that smells delicious. <laughs> so, who, who's the gentleman? Who's yeah. the gentleman out back right now, hard at work, um, putting this all together from a culinary perspective? He, he likes to stay in the background. Uh, okay. that is my partner, Kevin Brathwaite. He's a brewery engineer, and he's an engineer as a whole, um, and he's my biggest supporter. That's great. Yeah, fantastic. So college you were very creative mm-hmm. i read all the jobs you've had i don't understand them that went over my <laughs> you were creative technologist designer developer yes. what do those words mean <laughs> uh so a long time ago i decided that i wanted to have my own business mm-hmm. and as an artist i didn't want to be taken advantage of mm-hmm. so i needed to be my own business person mm-hmm. and so i've been acquiring skills that will allow me to express my art but then find ways to sell it in order to pay my bills okay. so that I wouldn't have to have a job. Smart lady. Uh, and so it, through that, I went to school, f- again, at a time where these things did not exist. Like, no one told me to go to school for brewing. No one told me to go to school right. for, for technology. Right. I didn't know that. I just mm-hmm. know you went to be a doctor, a lawyer, teacher, right. or businessman. Right. So I went to school for business, but also art. Mm-hmm. And I went to all these different colleges, Arcadia, Temple University, Pittsburgh, Baruch, CUNY, I went to all these schools because I was trying to acquire different skills from different classes mm-hmm. that I needed to make my own degree, mm-hmm. which is business and graphic communication okay. with a focus in fine and um, with a focus in fine arts and marketing. Wow! So it's, okay. it's very varied, but yeah. I do use it every right. single day in my business. Mm-hmm. I haven't got a job from it, but I use <laughs> it. And so the titles that I've had basically represent the ability to take my art and my visual acuity to put things together and then sell it through messaging. So it works very well in the world of advertising Mm -hmm. and marketing. Mm -hmm. So that's why I have a minor in marketing. And basically I take these visuals and it can be, I can bring them to life through technology by coding animations. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of animation coding. I did a lot of experiential pop-ups. So this whole like pop-up things, whole experience is Mm -hmm. part of what I've done, but I was doing it on the digital screen where you'd go and touch and move and interact with technology. Mm-hmm. Like my goal for a long time was to build a holodeck, to program a holodeck. Wow. Um, when I got enough no's, I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> I can't get a job, I can't meet the people. And I realized that that was something for later in life because I needed to meet a specific group of people mm-hmm. to come together and work on that project. I mm-hmm. couldn't build that myself. Right. So this is like my in-between. Gotcha. Raise some kids, make some drinks, and <laughs> make some friends, and hopefully through the beer I can find those people. But I use that those skills every day. Uh, all the art, all the digital work that's done in the business, mm-hmm. I've done it. All the designing, all the logos, all the... The flyers, all of that social media. I have yet to design a can Mm -hmm. label. Um, I'm kind of nervous about it. 
So that's you are I the perfect person to do that. Why? There's so much pressure <laughs> because everything is about like can art. Yeah. And like no other brewer is making their own art. It's like they can't. I, you can't. I recently found a home brewer that does his own can art. I can put you in contact. Yes, please. I've reached out to artists. I've reached out to literally everyone I went to high school with because I went yeah. to high school of art and design. Okay. I reached out to every. I tapped every single connect. Hey, can you do some art for me? Hey, can you do some art for me? Hey, I'm going to put you on. And hey, what would they this. all say? No. You. They were just like, okay. Crickets. <laughs> Happy New Year. Right. Are you still interested? Right. Oh, yeah, I'm going to come by and check you out. Okay. And then gotcha. they fall off. No one. So artists are. are are reliably unreliable <laughs> and I'm not that kind of artist because I use I'm like left brain right brain right. I'm very much a business person so I'm like okay right. take your art put it to market package it put it together send it out to the world that's why you drink a rainbow you drink a palette right mm-hmm. these these are paintings right. liquid paintings that you consume yes you don't simply look at them you take them in yes and then they become a part of your body a part of your health mm-hmm. so you walk away with this painting it's not just on your wall right Right. That's Speaking what of, <laughs> there's also artwork on the wall here. And it's all yes. local artists. Yes. And do you switch it every month? Like, how do you decide who goes up there? I try to switch it every month. Okay. Artists are reliably unreliable. Right. <laughs> this is Jennifer Pons, and it's called The Path From Here. And it's a juxtaposition of what we are fighting for and why we're fighting for it. So the show opens up with a huge uh, installation piece. Uh, it says, Do Not Cross. So this is the line in which you do not cross. And for her, it's you do not cross her children. You do not cross her body. Mm-hmm. You do not cr- cross her right to vote. Mm-hmm. You do not cr- uh, cross protecting local heroes. Like, mm-hmm. all of this is what she's fighting for and then the reason why she's fighting for it. And so we set up the show in a way where you can see that just position yeah. of love and family and my body, my children. And it's, like, when I when I think about this show, I get the, ch- I get the yeah. chills because I'm just like, this is what I'm about. Yes. And so as an artist, I get to live vicariously through other artists as a curator uh, and putting their walls, their art up on the walls. And people ask like, oh, why don't you put your own work up? Because it's not about me. Right? Yeah. It's about giving other people This is your work. The, yeah, this the is drinks. Amazing. This is your work. Your art is here. It's a collaboration with the other artists. Yeah. 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 This is great. So you also have like events for a bit. You have like a, maybe like a open mic night, like a comedy yeah. night, yeah. like events for the... LGBTQ community, yep, yep. all of that. For pregnant women, for nursing women, for doggies, for everybody. We used yeah. to do paint and tips for children. Nice. So we had events for kids. Nice. Um, we have done um, nurse expecting mothers nights where we invite pregnant women and women who are newly postpartum to come in and just sit down and commiserate with each other. And we give them free drinks that were literally for their health. We gave them one with 80 nutrients out of the 102 that the body needs to survive. We gave them a prenatal smoothie. We gave them a digestion elixir with ginger. And then we finished them off with a nice light um, broken gin brew cocktail. Just help them relax and feel at ease. All of it non-alcoholic. All of it healthy. All of it something that there's a pill for. Right. But the real food and an experience where you can sit down and say, that's huge because nobody gives that group of people any kind of event. Yeah. Right. That's amazing. Right. And I think it's important because, not just because I do it, but a lot of times you'll see new mom groups go to like restaurants and bars to hang out. Mm-hmm. But that place wasn't set up for them. They right. weren't expecting them and they're not trying to engage them. It's just like, right. here's another tabletop. Right. Let's right. see them. Sometimes they actually see them as annoying because they come in such large groups that they weren't prepared for. I'm saying, I want you. Right. I got something for you. Come and I'm, I'm concerned about your health. That's yeah. huge. And I'm educating you about what you need. Mm-hmm. That is huge. Yeah. Just started tasting this last one. I'm totally getting the smoky, the barbecue. Oh, absolutely. This is delicious. Yeah. I have not had anything I did not like. And I know that everything is good for my body. <laughs> <laughs> it all started with real food. Yeah. Is anything coming up you want to tell the listeners about? Anything in the future? What's um, going on? Well, I'm going to be in Dallas next week for Women's International Day. I'm going okay. to be brewing with uh, Danielle and uh, Jessica, who are home brewers. Danielle is an experienced home brewer with her husband. Jessica is getting into it. Mm-hmm. She's interested in teas and brewing her mm-hmm. own like botanical mixes. And so we're going to be including that in the beer itself. I think we might end up doing a brute IPA with a little bit of florals in it, a little bit of fruit. Um, even though none of us like IPAs. But the brute, I think, uh, for the aroma and the floral mm-hmm. quality of it really fits. 
and to work on a nice clear beer I think will be fun with them. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm going to be at Craft and Growler with um, the Dallas Beer Squad wow. for Texas Women Beer event. Nice. So I'm excited for that. Brandon, what's coming up for you? Where you going? Egypt, where you going? Um, <laughs> well, like actual events. Um, haven't seen any that are like I'm planning in the San Diego area, but I'm I'm often volunteering at different beer fests and uh, trying to work with uh, different brewers. Uh, but the next big trip I have is actually uh, Costa Rica um, in April. Mm -hmm. And I've kind of been reaching out to a number of individuals. Uh, Barrett actually gave me um, some information about different um, breweries and brewers to contact. And I also uh, reached out to, I think, like, craft tour Costa Rica and and he's been uh, actually putting me in contact so pretty much lining up some activities uh, to experience the Costa Rican um, craft beer scene which is up and coming um, and that's uh, the most near term thing um, so that's, uh, that's fairly large and within the brand that's awesome that's well safe great. travels yeah. thank you also safe yeah. travels to you on Sunday yeah. going back home and again thank you for having us this has been <clears throat> amazing yes. so the tap room 642 is located at 642 Rogers Avenue Rogers Avenue right in here Brooklyn. in Brooklyn New York Brooklyn come through and meet Danny and her team at Island to Island Brewing and taste all of their delicious liquids and elixirs and things that are, are good for your mind, body, and soul. So thank you so much again for having us. If, uh, listeners, if you're thirsty for more, Jim Winker, they find us. You guys can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, Breaker. Stitcher. Stitcher. Always forget that one. Spotify. <laughs> I was waiting for that And he one. looked at me and was like. And or <laughs> Spotify. Yep. So we will talk to you guys soon. Take Bye. care.